All right, breaking news. Republican Congressman George Santos from New York, I should say former congressman, kicked out of the U.S. House of Representatives. 311 of his colleagues voted to remove him. He is just the seventh, sixth U.S. congressman ever removed from office. That's despite House Speaker Mike Johnson voting to save him at the very last minute. With me now is Congressman Dave Joyce, a Republican from Ohio who sits on the Ethics Committee and chaired, if I'm right, the subcommittee on the report on George Santos. And just let me check, Congressman, how did you just vote? Uh, I voted to uh, have him removed from office because having been the chair of the investigative subcommittee in the report that we uh, prepared, if anybody has any doubts as to whether or not uh, he's unsuitable to be a member of Congress, please take the time to read the 60-page report. Or We have reviewed over 172,000 documents, compiled them into a report that uh, details the documents throughout that uh, prove the case on which he was removed today. What's your reaction to what just happened, this history made before your eyes? Well, look, it's a, it's a sad day uh, to remove members uh, because basically he defrauded the voters of his district. He, his life was uh, made up and it was a lie. And then he used his campaign as though it was a scam the whole time, taking uh, money from donors and turning it into his personal use. And we all have to file those campaign reports. So uh, it was one of those things where I know that he had personally ripped off other members uh, by taking it. And they were going to try to be nice and give him a $2,000 contribution. And next thing you know, it's showing up on their credit card is $5,000. And then they end up, uh, those members ended up having the FEC investigate them, which cost them even more money. So if that's not enough to convince some other members that he should be removed from office, then I don't know what they're waiting for. I've heard some uh, contradictions here, like, you know, Duncan Hunter, well, he wasn't removed. Well, what happens, so, so your viewers understand, is that we created an investigative subcommittee, and then we investigated those things which DOJ was not looking at, which happened to be the internal documents one has to file here, your financial disclosure forms, your campaign forms, and we found things that we turned over to the DOJ that they weren't even looking at. So there's another investigation that's independent of him, uh, but in the Hunter case, they didn't have an investigative subcommittee. They waited until the Department of Justice was through with their investigation that he pled guilty to something, and then he was removed from office after he pled guilty. Um, you said if the Ethics Committee report wasn't enough to convince your fellow members, you don't know what they're waiting for. It didn't convince House Speaker Mike Johnson. I mean, how do you feel about him stepping into the last minute and voting to save George Santos? Well, you know, he told us to vote our conscience, and that's what his conscience uh, told him to do, I guess. But uh, for me, it was a pretty simple case, having been there since the beginning. And uh, one thing about, you know, 25 years as a prosecutor before I got to this place, the, the good part about a numbers case or checks case is I don't need anybody to explain them to me. The numbers speak for you by themselves. We subpoenaed the bank accounts. We subpoenaed the checks. We showed the movement of the money from his campaign into his campaign, from his campaign into a, a corporation that he created uh, that allegedly was doing social media, right out of that account into his personal accounts, and then paid for his personal expenses. It's not that deep. It's theft. So what did you learn about House Speaker Mike Johnson in this process through his vote? Well, look, there's a lot of members who voted. Uh, there's more who voted to keep him than are voted uh, to take him out. Everybody has to look in their own conscience. But the Constitution clearly gives us the right and the duty to determine the standards of conduct of which we're going to employ here. And it's high time we start doing that. 
because if someone lied to their constituents to get here, I heard some people saying, well, you know, the people of uh, New York 3 are not represented now, and, and that's a shame. Well, it's a shame that uh, investigative forces didn't find all this stuff before he got here. His own campaign in, ninth, in the 2020 race came to him after doing Apple research on him and said, you're living a lie. You're not who you said you are. And he, they quit or he fired him, he started a new campaign, and in 22, he just happened to get lucky because they had a strong campaign from governor, uh, uh, the governor's race for Lee Zeldin that dragged a lot of, uh, they helped a lot of Republicans over the finish line. And a lot of good Republicans are there, and they don't want to be associated with this taint of having somebody like this who's a liar and a thief. Yeah, look, it took good journalism to reveal a lot of these things. It wasn't until the New York Times story came out that most Americans first learned uh, about all of this. Can you tell me what you think swung the vote at the end? There actually seemed to be some momentum for keeping him in office in the, in the minutes and hours before the actual vote. Was there one thing that you think made the difference? Uh, you know, that's true. And yesterday, I'd have bet it the number would have been 150 uh, voting for expulsion. And uh, today, the number was about 105, I believe, and 112 voting to keep him here. But uh, you know, the, one of the uh, members came forward yesterday at the end of the talk, and then today came forward and put out the email for those who may not understood of where he was coming from, and explained that not only he, but his mother were ripped off by this campaign. And so when you start ripping off other members, if that's not enough to convince people that maybe you shouldn't be here, well, then I don't know what it's going to take. Are you talking about your, your, your Ohio colleague, Max Miller, that, that his statement you think made the difference there? Correct. You know, and, and so and I'd have guessed that we were dropping from 150 to about 80 or so, 70. And I think Max's last-minute uh, email to all, all the members determined the outcome for him because a lot of us said, oh, that you know, they may not have believed uh, my investigative report. Sorry about that, but they believe Max that uh, when it came personally from him that he was ripped off, his mother was ripped off, and that he had to spend money then to defend himself against the FBC's allegations. All right, Congressman Dave Joyce, you've been in the middle of this. Uh, you've been in the middle of this <laughs> for some time. We appreciate your time today coming out and talking to us right after this historic vote. Thank you, sir. For more reaction from Capitol Hill, I'm joined by Pennsylvania Congresswoman and the ranking member of the House Ethics Committee, Susan. Wild. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Republican leadership has said thank it you. is worried about precedent here, but you saw that enough Republicans banded together and decided to expel Santos. He has not been convicted in, in a court of law, but he has been kicked out because of that ethics committee report. What was your initial reaction when you saw this vote? And did you think that there was a possibility he may have stayed from what you were hearing? Well, thanks for the questions. Thanks for covering this. I was very relieved to see that more than two-thirds of the members of Congress and a substantial number of Republicans um, obviously read the very comprehensive ethics report and saw the hard work that went into it and all of the evidence and saw fit to vote in favor of expulsion despite recommendations to the contrary from their leadership. That, to me, is a sign of integrity returning to the United States Congress, which is something that we absolutely need to see. The American public needs to see that they can trust Congress and that there is ethics in government. And that is really what this report and the work that went into it was all about. And I am very, very grateful that the expulsion resolution passed.
Um, you are the ranking member, a, a Democrat that is on this committee, but the, the Ethics Committee um, is a bipartisan committee. Um, when you look at what has happened here, what do you think this says about the Republican leadership, that they came together and several of them, including the Speaker of the House, made the unprecedented move to decide to vote and vote to keep George Santos in place, the others coming forward saying they were going to do the same, and yet their rank and file decided against it. What does that say about the leadership to you? Well, you know, let me just address the fact that the Ethics Committee is, in fact, not only bipartisan, but that the staff is nonpartisan. So the staff that put together the report is a nonpartisan non staff. But the members of Congress who serve on the Ethics Committee are equally represented among Democrats and Republicans. The, the report was voted out of committee unanimously, meaning that it was a bipartisan unanimous vote. And so I, I was disappointed this morning when I started to hear the rumblings that Republican leadership was encouraging its members to vote against this um, expulsion. To me, that was an indication um, that they weren't placing faith in their own Republican members who sit on the Ethics Committee, which I think is very unfortunate. It's not generally thought of as a sought-after committee, and the fact that they serve on it is indeed a service to the American people. And um, I, I really was, frankly, kind of shocked by that. But obviously, rank-and-file members, as you say, um, saw fit to act on, in, on their own, and I think that's a really important thing to say about them. And it also is an indication to me that members really took the time to read this comprehensive report. I have to give a huge shout out to the ethics staff that has just labored over this for nine months. And remember, there were calls from people in the media, from other members, that they weren't, weren't acting quickly enough. And yet on the other side, we heard from Mr. Santos's team that they didn't feel like he had been given due process. He was clearly given due process. They worked around the clock in order to make this report fair and complete. And so that's obviously been reflected in this vote today.